What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Wired In, the show that keeps you informed of all the greatness that's going on in our world today. My name is Blake Johnson, here alongside, once again, with my partner in crime, the one, the only, Spencer Coles. Spencer, how are you? Not bad, although I, d- I don't appreciate that you tried to uh, uh, tie me into all your, uh, all your suspicious criminal activity, so. I'm well, I mean. Innoc- innocent until proven guilty, all right? Yeah, well, I mean, not according to the mainstream media. No, you're you're guilty. You're guilty, Dude, and you're white. I'm white, so we're guilty. <laughs> that's that's no, how no, it works today. It's true. Man, it's, oh. it's, dude, it's been unreal. Some of this, this, this yeah, but we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll do we'll do a deep dive into that today. Today today is going to be a fun episode. It really is. We're going to spend, I'd say, probably the majority of the time discussing the Kyle Rittenhouse um, trial verdict, media reaction coverage, all of it. I mean, there, there's so much to cover. Not even the trial itself would take up the whole show, but we're also going to talk about the stuff that happened afterwards, which I think is just as much, if not more, noteworthy. So we'll uh, we'll have plenty of thoughts on that. Um, but yeah, today's kind of a, I don't know, special ish kind of episode. I mean, it's the, I guess we could call it the Thanksgiving episode because we're recording this today before oh, Thanksgiving. True, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're, we wanted to make sure and get a episode out to you before you sit down and gorge yourself. And Hey, if you're, if you're sitting down for your meal and you're listening to us, I mean, I can't think of a better way to spend Thanksgiving. So there you I'm go. Right. That's 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 how you do it. Instead of listening to your annoying <laughs> relatives talk about politics, just listen to us talk about exactly. media yeah. media malpractice and just. I mean, just, I can't just necessarily say that your faith in humanity will be that much more restored, but you know, I mean, I mean, you know, if you're listening there's, to there's us, worse ways. Yeah, yeah, if you if you've been with us for a while, you kind of just expect that. So <laughs> it just kind of comes <laughs> with the territory. Um, but yeah, it. Uh, so I mean, Spencer, do you have any great, huge Thanksgiving plans, or are you just kind of kind of lay low and do nothing? Well, um, my, my my family actually we actually did Thanksgiving early because uh, we uh, generally we have uh, all of us are kind of split up and have different things going on during Thanksgiving. So we uh, we did ours kind of early. So. Uh, so yeah, got to got to do it. But yeah, I think in terms of like actual Thanksgiving Day, probably just gonna hang out and chill, not do a whole nice. lot. So, but cool. you got anything wild and crazy? No, not really. Future. You know, we were actually gonna go up to North Dakota for Thanksgiving and uh, see my wife's family, but um, my full time job they only gave me like four days off, which is nice. But um, I don't know, making a trip like that, I'd prefer to have at least a whole week plus. We got cats, so just kind of short notice to find someone to take care of them at this point. So we're just going to kind of hang out at, at my family's place, spend the night there, probably Thanksgiving Day, and see my brother, and yeah, just kind of hang out. And uh, I don't know, we're, we're toying around with the idea of not like going to any of the stores that are opening right at this point, but we might do some like Black Friday store shopping, just kind of see what's out there, maybe... Uh, see what kind of discounts there are on some blu-rays at least that's what i want to do um but you are, yeah. you are a far braver than i than i i'll say that 
Oh, yeah, I know. A couple <laughs> years ago, actually, we did that, and we went to Best Buy, It was, and we got in line as they were opening. And surprisingly, I will say, it was insanely crowded, but people were pretty polite. There was no shouting. There was no rudeness whatsoever. It was actually uh, pretty decent <laughs> compared to what you might hear on the news, but still not something I would recommend just going out and doing uh, every you know, year plus, I don't really know exactly what is out there to get right now. I mean, normally you'd think, you know, the newest PlayStation or Xbox or something like that, but I mean, you can't get those right now. Well, yeah, I was gonna say, good luck (laughs) your hands on one Uh, with the supply chain uh, issues. I I think, I mean, (laughs) I think Sony is now doing a like a reservation uh, Ah, system. That makes sense. Yeah, really, I think, uh, the majority of our shopping is going to be on Cyber Monday. So we'll just kind of see how that goes. But yeah, other than that, going to be pretty chill. So looking forward to some free days off. That'll be quite enjoyable indeed. Oh, all right. Well, I guess uh, we've belabored this long enough. I guess we should go ahead and get into the most fun topic of our show today. And that is the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, which I think... I need to go back. I meant to go back in our archives and see if we talked about this uh, this situation when it first happened um, back, I think, in August I, I think of last did. year. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. we did, too. But this is a story that has really just blown up in the media um, for pretty much all the wrong reasons. <laughs> because, um, you know... I just this is one of those things where it's pretty open and shut as far as I'm concerned as far as the self-defense claim and you know the video you can actually go and see the video and it looks pretty obvious Um, but just even more than that the the level of media malfeasance and the the lies that have been told about this kid are just insane i mean everything from you know the victims were all black um kyle rittenhouse is a white supremacist i mean which none of none of that is is true or he crossed state lines and he has no connection to kenosha whatsoever all of that if i another (laughs) if i have to hear another political pundit say he crossed state lines. I swear <laughs> to God. Which I, I swear I, to God, because I don't know why this is used as a talking point. It, even even if he did, it's not to my to my knowledge, it's not illegal to take a firearm with you across state lines. Which I, I will say, someone pointed this out. It is it is kind of refreshing to see that the the left wing media has acknowledged the existence of borders in this case. So that's. I, I, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's so asinine. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, so you, Spencer, you've paid, I, I would say, a fair bit of attention to the actual trial, more so than I have. I kind of came along later uh, towards the mm-hmm. end, uh, especially when, uh, I can't remember his name, but the prosecutor pulled out his, uh, pulled out the AR-15 and pointed it at the jury as like some uh, sort of demonstration. Yep. And I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Uh, so that's kind of when I uh, started to pay more attention. And then the verdict, obviously, which, uh, you know, that that verdict. I mean, I was kind of not expecting that, but it was it was 
quite refreshing. We'll get into that part of it. But I kind of want to spend a little bit of time focusing on the trial itself um, and just kind of the the insanity that, that went on there. It, it's, it's quite amazing just seeing from the prosecution side how awful they did with the witnesses they called and just the, you know, going as far as to bring up Kyle's uh, silence, his his right to remain silent and bringing that up, which that was pretty insane. But there was even, you noted that there was even some blunders on the part of the defense. So I'm just going to hand it off to you and kind of give your thoughts on the trial itself and what you what you took away from it. Yeah, I am. It's it's man. This whole case, this whole trial has been bizarre, and, and it's funny to see people say like, "Oh, it's typical that uh, Kyle Rittenhouse would have been easily acquitted." I, I, <laughs> I, I'm kind of left here just bewildered. Like, you thought he was easily acquitted? The the jury <laughs> deliberated for four days. Yeah, on something that it was, it, it in all in all aspects was super clear cut. The fact mm-hmm. that they deliberated for four days on the verdict, um, but yeah, to, but but uh, kind of kind of in whole though about but the trial. Um, so uh, with with opening, it's funny because with with opening statements, um, I did not think the defense started well at all. They had a terrible opening um, during the first day of the case, um, but then once we started. To, once we started getting into the actual, uh, you know, uh, prosecution's uh, argument, or uh, I, I would assume that's the, the technical, ter- technical term. Once they started calling witnesses, uh, yeah, it. I I don't know if they just prep any of their witnesses, or or I I don't know if they were just calling people at the last second because they didn't have anything. But man, some of these witnesses they called up. They they either would blatantly lie on the stand, or they would give like, or their or their expert witnesses would admit on the stand that they weren't knowledgeable enough to give a, a specific, um, you know, testimony or like a detailed testimony, uh, pertaining to the case, and you're like, <laughs> like what are you doing? Like they, uh, like the one of the, one of the notable examples of this uh they called he i i called one of the brothers uh the kendry brothers uh to stand uh, uh i think it was anmal kendry i think his name was uh he was the quote unquote inventory manager of the uh, the car source uh of the, the car lot that Kyle was defending um and basically it, throughout the whole his whole testimony he was having to play dumb and uh like he would he would often like purposely confuse like like the the process hell even the prosecution would ask him simple questions like um you know was there a ladder on your property and uh and he 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 would kind of pause for for a good while and, and then he'd be like uh, which property He's like your property, the, the car source. He's like, you're saying you had a ladder there? He's, no, I'm asking if you have a ladder there. <laughs> it would just keep going because oh my gosh. He, he didn't want any of his. Because uh, there's there's reasonable suspicion that they they were doing all sorts of shady tax fraud and 
And on top of the fact that if if somebody had gotten shot on their property, um, you know, they possibly would have been held liable for, um, you know, from a from a legal standpoint. So that's why both of them kind of played dumb on the stand. But I do think the uh, uh, when it comes to one of the the worst witnesses, and this was, keep in mind, this was their star witness. Uh, you had Gage, Gro I think his name, his last name is Groswitz. Um, but they called he he was one of the guys who, uh, I, in fact, I think he was one of the only people that survived uh, the encounter, uh, the second encounter. Whenever uh, all all those people were essentially chasing down Kyle and uh, trying to take his gun from him. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they called Gage Groswitz to the stand, and um, he, it man, I I have no idea why. It, I have no idea why the prosecution called him up because while he was on the stand, he basically admitted to the defense that Kyle never shot at him until uh, until Groswitz basically feigned surrender and drew his gun on Kyle. Mm -hmm. I, I was sitting there. I couldn't believe it. I, I, I was... I, and it's funny because he... Uh, th there were multiple t points during his testimony uh, where he kind of changed his... Um, not incentive, but like basically his motive. And he said, Oh, well, you see, I was... I was concerned for, for Kyle's safety after uh, Anthony Huber hit him in the head with a skateboard. And, uh, which is funny because the, the, he, he, uh, he, he fails to mention, you know, in his police report or, uh, uh, or, uh, or, or in legal, and in legal documents, uh, that he had a gun on him, uh, uh, because and we and we later learned that it's because he was suing the city for I think like ten million dollars, and if basically if he had if he had left in the detail that oh gro gro that he actually had a gun on him and that he ran up on Kyle with his gun, that would kind of uh, invalidate his his whole self defense case. <laughs> yeah, kinda. Oh my God! It was uh... it, it was. It was well, horrible. It well, was wasn't um, so it was Rosenbaum and one other person that like didn't at least one of them have um, like a pedophile charge or some kind of sexual uh, oh, yeah, misconduct no, Rosenbaum charge? Rosenbaum was a Rosenbaum was a uh, serial pedophile. Jeez, yes. yeah. And then you had Anthony Huber. Um, those two in particular had. I mean, they were felons if i'm not mistaken I and mean, they had at least criminal records uh, oh yeah all, all of them had you know well rosenbaum had the more litany of, of charges but right. they, they, yeah they were all they were all felons yeah mm -hmm. yeah and it, it's just it's amazing seeing the the defense of these guys i mean did you see the uh, probably the worst example well one of the worst actually this and uh, Mark Ruffalo, but Pedro Pascal, the Mandalorian actor, posted this tweet, this this picture of Rosenbaum and Huber, and he says, um, he he says their names and their ages, and he's then he says murdered August twenty fifth, twenty twenty, rest in peace. 
I'm like, are you serious right now? And then probably the most disgusting one was from uh, Mark Ruffalo, the actor that plays uh, the Hulk in the Avengers. He he did a very similar tweet, but he he had the audacity to give one of them a like a nickname that he didn't have otherwise. He called him Jojo, one of them Jojo, and said pretty much the same thing rest in peace and just got raked over the coals for it i'm just like god how 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 are these people able to just get away with stuff like that i mean obviously we know the answer to that but it's just it's insane how if you on the one hand if you defend kyle rittenhouse this was an actual thing on youtube if you would defend kyle rittenhouse on your youtube channel your video would get censored by youtube but if you are if you mm-hmm. post these defenses of of an actual pedophile on Twitter, it's totally fine. I, I just it's sickening, and, and not just that. I mean, we mentioned earlier the media coverage of this, the media coverage before and after the verdict has been equally horrible. From everything calling him a calling Kyle Rittenhouse a white supremacist. I mean, Joe Biden himself during the campaign had a video out that said, you know, Donald Trump refuses to call out white supremacy, and it has a shot of Kyle Rittenhouse. And uh, then you have people like Joy Reid on MSNBC, uh, you know, saying, oh, this is typical white people fashion. He's allowed to get away with this, and he's just an evil person. And, I mean, all kinds of commentators dumping on him. And, I mean, even people trying to have it both ways, saying oh you know i i i think he's a dirt bag but you know he, he's probably okay to be free it's just the, the you can easily tell within like the first sentence of whatever these people say that they didn't pay one iota of attention to this trial just based off of what they say you know he crossed state lines or you know these people that he killed were black it's like well yeah there was somebody <laughs> i think there was somebody on MSNBC, who said something to the effect of, like, Kyle fired off 60 rounds or something, (laughs) Um, which is not true. I mean, it's just, these people, these people, it's, it's so clear, like you said, it's so clear that they didn't pay attention to the trial. They just looked at the jury notes and then maybe watched, like, a few seconds, a few little clips here and there of the trial. And then we're like, all right, yeah, I, I know, I know what the, I know what happened in the trial. It, mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's so just disingenuous, and cool. it's just, it, is my, uh, is my mic still doing that thing again? No, your mic's actually really good. Oh, okay, cool, sweet. I, uh, yeah, um, but been having a little bit of technical difficulties, but um, but yeah, no, it's just, it just, yeah, you know, it it's not a live but, show. Um, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, the the cognitive dissonance has just been. Well, I mean, it's run rampant in this country for forever, but it's just, I feel like it's reached to all new heights so much to the extent that you can play clear cut video evidence to people mm-hmm. and they still walk away with just the completely, a completely different and alternative take from reality and just continue to spew all of this false information 
Mm-hmm. And and as a result, uh, I feel like it's just going to lead to more people uh, enacting more acts of essentially radical violence, man. It's just yeah. it's despicable what these political pundits, political, political and media pundits spout off. And they, and they just there's no accountability help for them. They, they they can just say all of this crazy shit. And it's just. Yeah. Well, you know, and to your point, it. This whole situation reminded me so much of the Nick Sandman, uh, Covington Catholic kids back a couple of years ago when uh, he was approached by this Native American who we later found out was an actor trying to stir up trouble uh, and how the media just drug that kid's name through the mud. And he, I mean, he sued CNN and won, but he's still got a couple lawsuits pending from uh, from what I heard from him the other day. But just seeing the the similarities and what's amazing is you can sue these companies and obviously I think Rittenhouse should, but it's like you can sue them and they still don't care. They're, they're still going to keep doing their thing. Um, and, you know, one of the things that I thought too is just thank God that we have independent media out there and independent voices that are either on YouTube or, you know, like people from the Daily Wire, The Blaze, uh, Tim Pool, just people that you may not agree with on everything, but they are able to get the word out there. Because if all we had were CNN, MSNBC, The Washington Post, all those people, if that's all we had, I mean, I don't think hardly anybody out there would really know what was going on because they would just get their news from them completely. And it's kind of amazing how low the approval rating is for the media and yet people still get they they still spout off information from them you know it's it's incredible i mean there's people that we know people we know like not just media mm -hmm. people not just politicians but actual people that we know who just repeat these stuff this stuff because they don't actually dig into what's going on they don't watch the video they don't i mean they just see a headline and kind of go with it Man, yeah, it's it's been it's been really concerning to see, like you said, just you know, just even normal everyday people uh, that you interact with on a daily basis be this far off the mark from something that, as we've touched on, is is so clear cut. And and I think what's even more crazy to me is just the blatant mis- uh, prosecute uh, prosecutorial misconduct um, yeah. from. You know, uh, from Binger and Kraus, they, you know, I think we we touched on this a little bit earlier, but I mean, Binger went up during the middle of the trial and basically um, badgered badgered Kyle for acting within his Fifth Amendment rights. Yeah, at one point, the jury and everything. At one point, he even says, "Yeah." uh, Yeah, at one point, he even says, "You lost the right to self defense when you're the one that brought the gun." I'm like. That doesn't make any sense. Like, I mean, maybe he was trying to make the point that he was the one intending to kill, but he just the, just the way he framed that made no sense whatsoever. It's like, well, well, he was so in in pretrial, he was essentially trying to make the he was trying to get essentially the argument uh, established in court that um, that unarmed people can never be the aggressor in a situation where uh, somebody has a gun, uh, which is fucking crazy yeah because <laughs> like, again it's a crazy town argument like because again at least one of the people that kyle shot at in self-defense 
was carrying a gun. Like, and you watch the video, yeah. Kyle's not charging after people the whole time. He's running away. He's trying to get to the police. He's trying to get away from the people that are trying to kick him and hit him with skateboards and shoot at him. You know, like, and, you know, I guess, um, what was it Friday, Thursday or Friday? Uh, or no, actually it was Monday. Um, Kyle went on uh, Tucker Carlson's Fox News show for like the whole hour and talked about he basically walked us through um the whole day in kenosha that um that transpired he walked us through it um in his own in his own words it's it's kind of interesting just listening to him i mean that i he's he's an 18 year old kid i just i i listened to him and i'm like this does not sound like a cold-blooded killer you know what i mean it, it, the yeah, way exactly. he the way he recounts you know this the every single detail um the just how he talks about things he doesn't sound angry he just sounds like a normal kid trying to explain something except this is a pretty extraordinary thing he's trying to explain but uh, uh, one thing too that i found quite interesting is at one point during the interview, he says, you know, I support BLM, I support the the protesting against racial injustice. And I mean, he, he says some of the things that you hear more people on, like, the left side of uh, the political spectrum say. And I know that people on the left will say, well, he's just trying to save face and he's just trying to make himself seem like he's, you know, not a bad person. Um, but still it's like, what, what benefit, what benefit would he have of saying that? Cause obviously he's not going to just all of a sudden make friends with people on the left. Uh, and he's certainly not gonna, you know, earn too many favors with people on the right that don't necessarily agree with all that. Um, so it just, well, yeah, to me, I mean, again, if he was this crazy white supremacist, you know, uh, or alt-right, you know, if he was aligned with the alt-right and he came out and said that basically that he supports BLM to, to peacefully protest and all that, like, he's not going to win, no. like, favors, points with them. Uh-huh. Like, I, I, it, it's just, it, it is so clear that the media wanted him to be the villain so desperately, yep. so badly, so that they could bump up their ratings and continue this like make this a, a recycled like essentially talking point um well yeah because you i mean you see how they obsess still over the january 6th incident and so this to them was just another one of those things that they had to be right on um because they have to prove that anyone even remotely related to trump or the right or i guess any if you if you're pro second amendment or pro self-defense that automatically puts you into that camp but they have to prove that those people are the real problem and it's like no (laughs) it's not inherently true oh well and that and that's an interesting point because uh and in that interview kyle himself it it basically kind of lays out you know that the the rittenhouse case was bigger than Kyle, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't just Kyle up on yeah. that stand. It was, uh, which I'll touch on here in a minute. Um, but 
it wasn't just Kyle that was on trial on that stand. It was basically your right to self-defense that was on trial. Mm-hmm. Because if he was found guilty, if he was found guilty of homicide for acting within his constitutional rights, his, his inalienable human rights, then we're all screwed. Yep. And and it's just, it's, it's incredible to me that people, and you still hear this talking point all the time, that um, that you know basically that the, 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 of course Kyle would would be found not guilty on all charges because uh, you know America is built on a, a, a patriarchal uh, white supremacist society, um, but it's like it, it's just and even so even if all of that was true, which it's not it, because as we later learned that same day, I, 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 I'm trying to remember his name precisely, but I think it was like Andrew Coffey. Yeah, um, yeah, that sounds right. Um, but he was uh, he it was a uh, 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 was a black guy, uh, but you know, but that not 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 that not that that's really particularly important. S- significant. But he <laughs> was. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but he was found not guilty of basically a sin. Well, not a, not in the exact same scenario, but um, but he was he was found not guilty. Uh, when for um, self-defense yeah yeah for self-defense basically yeah and Um, i think i i could be wrong i need to go back and check but i think he i think was this was even a situation of the police firing at him and he defended himself it was either this this or there was another case that i just heard of where the police fired at this guy and he defended himself and he was found not guilty and he was yeah, and- not exactly a white guy either. So it's like, I just, I'm not saying, and I know you're not saying this either, but I'm not saying that there aren't cases of injustice. There are. I, I, I believe there are. But, you know, as long as human beings roam this earth, there will always be injustice of some sort or, or another. But to say that, that there's just, there always is going to be this, this angle, this they're hell bent on convicting all the black people. It's like that. That's just not true. You know, if anything, you look at what happens in places like Chicago. I mean, if you're if you're well, just anyone, but a black guy in Chicago, you've got people to be afraid of <laughs> in your own in your own uh, community mm-hmm. firing exactly. at you because it's a pretty violent area and in many cases i mean this this goes to why um kyle even went to kenosha because the police weren't allowed to do their jobs there i mean this was at the height of the defund the police movement going on and you know the police were you know (laughs) they were being chased out and he didn't want to see this this car shop i believe you know burned down like a, a one had the previous night and he explains in the interview with with Tucker he didn't want to see that happen so that's why he went and it's like if if this is a society that is just a it's a police state and they're allowed to just get away with anything how how are things like this allowed to happen you know how how why are the police just being chased out of certain communities and it just it just happens like it doesn't make any sense yeah exactly but and 
And and you know, and and, and kind of touching back to what we were uh, what we were uh, talking about earlier, you know, I mean, again, like you and I both said, it's it's not to say that you know there isn't some type of lingering effect or uh, you know or possibly even a systemic effect from um, the impacts you know slavery and. Uh, racism has had in this country. Like we're, we're not saying that that doesn't play a factor into it, but it, but to say that it's systemically racist, I, I just I don't view that to be the case. Especially when you know you have clear instances of you know the of or clear examples of the contrary. Mm-hmm. And but 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 even if let's let's say even if we entertain this notion that America is just the systemically awful oppressive racist country and that um you know that goes out of its way to uh incarcerate wrongfully incarcerate black people you're mean to tell me that kyle deserves to serve jail time for some injustice somebody else suffered it's just it's it's so ridiculous it's what what we should be doing is taking one standard and applying it unilaterally across the board, and I mm-hmm. and I think this is the the main thing that a lot of hardcore lefties fail to realize is is that they think that they think it's this whole eye for an eye scenario where you know uh, because somebody was faced some sort of injustice from the system, right? Then that means uh, because because they can't separate race from the main um or they can't remove race as a component from all this they view it in a sense of like an eye for an eye thing and that you know there has to be some for some form of equitable outcome for all the injustices that the system has per- perpetrated but i'm like i don't think anybody should be forced with having to serve jail time for acting within their constitutional rights and it should be applied unilaterally mm-hmm. across the board yeah yeah, it doesn't matter your race. If you, if the evidence shows that you acted in self-defense, then you should not be in prison. I mean, that's a pretty mm-hmm. simple standard that we should live off of. But you know, I think, I think the most important thing to keep in mind throughout this whole thing. I mean, I know it's easy to look at it and say, well, how how can they bring race into this when they're when when the people involved were all white? You know, or how can they exactly. how can they can continue to <laughs> put forth this narrative that isn't even remotely related to this? Well, it reminds me, and I would I think I've mentioned this book before, but I would highly recommend picking this book up, um, American Marxism from uh, Mark Levin. But it, there's a, there's a chapter in it related to BLM, critical race theory, and 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 that note, and it ties the roots of of these movements to Marxism and it's, it's a a form of Marxism. And at one point during this, during this chapter, he, he talks about how it doesn't matter if you have the facts on your side. It doesn't matter if you can prove that this did not happen the way that they're saying it does it to, to them, to those that are hardcore committed leftists, uh, Marxist, that's not, that's not important. What, what matters is, moving the ball forward uh, with their goal in mind. So even if this one particular case doesn't line up exactly the way they want it, they're still going to use it for their own ends because what matters is getting to that end goal. The eye for an eye. The the message is more important than the 
And I mean, if you if you look at it that way, this whole thing makes total sense. I mean, I'm not saying that every single person that that touts this stuff believes that necessarily. There's people that just buy into whatever's spoon fed to them and don't take the time out of their day to really research it. But there there are people that do know better, like our president, vice president, you know, members of Congress. They know better, and they either don't care or they are trying to put forth an agenda and have have their own um their own system of i guess retaliation or or you know just basically trying to get their agenda out there regardless so that that's something to to keep in mind as you're as you're reading these news stories from anybody not just left-wing people but right-wing everybody is you got to really you got to discover the bias you got to discover the slant you got to really know what is and what is not true don't just go based off of what somebody writes in an opinion piece but actually look at it and make up your own mind because if you don't i mean you're just a useful idiot at this point because you're being used by these people to just spread misinformation and you may not intend to do that but again it just when you breed lies into society, it foments all kinds of division and chaos. And, you know, we we can't keep doing that, you know. It, it just, a civil society cannot function in that type of environment for long. Man, it, 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 I, I couldn't agree more. And, and you know, it's interesting because, because <laughs> I, was, I was talking to a couple of people about this, but it's like, I feel like with the Rittenhouse case, it is like the old, ultimate litmus test for determining whether somebody is an NPC or not. If they can, <laughs> they, I mean, I, it sounds crazy, like because we always used to meme about it. But I mean, this is just a clear cut. If somebody cannot make, if somebody cannot take an an obvious discernment of reality and and basically reiterate that same. Uh, that basically that same instance or encounter, but instead goes off into some completely rent, just diametrically, um, I'm trying to think of the right term I'm looking for, but essentially if they come away with a completely diametrically opposed take on something that is so clear cut, that is founded in objective reality, I it's it's I mean it, it, it's so clear that you're unable to make reasonable judgments about what's happening in front of you mm-hmm. it's like it's it's like it, that that is probably the most concerning thing that I've taken away from all this is just people's inability to make their own reasonable judgment calls about something like this and yeah. that they have to be spoon-fed by these political pundits from the mainstream media and be fed blatant misin- misinformation. Uh, and, and, it's, and, and like you said, it's only going to result in more people thinking that the system itself is weighted against you and that, you know, that, it's, that America perpetu- perpetuates systemic racism. And I, I just, it's, it's, such a, it's such a slimy motive. It's such a... And and not even subtle motive at this point. I mean, they're they're out flat right out, flat right coming out and saying all this 
crazy stuff. And yeah. it's just, it, and like you said, these people need to be held accountable for stoking, you know, just basically inciting all of this public unrest. Yeah, and point I wanted to make real quick, just to kind of brighten up everyone's day, is, uh, you know, there are plenty of avenues to attack the the mainstream media to attack um, the system as it were to to criticize the the injustices the things that are going on um and we should focus on those but i i feel like you know some of these people whether intentionally or not it's conveniently happening where some of these same people will use um they will they will kind of like direct people to get frustrated about something that they are spinning to be a lie whereas the things that are actually you know examples of injustice or things that are you know government overreach or things like that it's kind of like a distracting mechanism you know get get upset about this this white kid that's getting away meanwhile we're gonna be over here enacting our um you know insane covid mandates or trying to get all these stuff passed um and it's like, you know, it, it's it's amazing that some of these people that get so upset about injustice, and yet when the government tries to mandate certain things or tries to whether there or whether there's uh, you know social media platforms that try to shut down people with certain points of view, in those cases we all cheer that right, or they all cheer that, but when oh someone God, it's insufferable. Yeah, but when there's clear video evidence and testimony, even from the other side, that says, "Yeah, he he acted in self-defense," it's it, it's not good enough. I mean, it's 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 pretty concerning. And like again, this doesn't just happen on the left. I mean, we've seen this happen on the right too. We mm-hmm. I've exactly. talked I've talked at length about how frustrating it was during the Trump campaign. When he first ran for president, all the misinformation he was putting out there and how his supporters just lapped it all up or the the covid stuff uh, on both sides, people just lapping up false information and spreading it out there. Uh, I mean, it, yeah, exactly. this it, this happens everywhere and it's it's really not good. I know that's an understatement, but that's just <laughs> it's something that we constantly have to fight against is this mis misinformation because again there's plenty of things to get riled up about there's plenty of things to criticize um but that doesn't mean that every story is correct (laughs) you know yeah exactly and uh and and just to touch on this briefly you know there's there's all this talk that you know kyle rittenhouse he had this 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 whole string of a bunch of hot hot shot attorneys man i have to tell you they i was not blown away (laughs) by the defense at all really they there was very rarely did they ever object even um even during whenever kyle was getting battered for acting within his fifth amendment rights they didn't really i think it was more the judge that put a stop to that than the defense Mm. and um and they even at one point during the the jury deliberations they motioned for a mistrial without prejudice um which for those of you who are unaware 
Uh, a mistrial without prejudice is essentially, um, basically, there, there was some screw up in the mix uh, that would basically tamper a jury verdict. And so they would have to do, they would essentially have to do a retrial. Gotcha. So any chance of, you know, Kyle getting a not guilty verdict, they would have had to redo the whole trial all over again. Um, fortunately, that didn't go through, but, um, but yeah, they, they almost, they, they almost gave the prosecution a free pass mm-hmm. by motioning for a mistrial, uh, a, a mistrial without prejudice. Um, and <laughs> it's just, yeah, the, the idea that, yeah. And, um, and, and it is interesting that they've allowed him to do, uh, specifically like with, with the Fox interview, particularly uh so so close uh basically just in such a short time after the trial uh i found that a little little interesting Um, yeah because it was i mean i remember seeing it on twitter just a few hours after the verdict had been given and uh tucker's uh twitter account put out this uh, picture all it said was the rittenhouse interview monday i'm like wow that's fast uh but but not only that Um, during the interview, it was either during the interview or it was a separate thing. It might've been both, but I guess, uh, Tucker's crew had been, uh, keeping track of what's been going on the whole time with Kyle. Cause they'd like filmed some stuff with Kyle, um, before the verdict had even been given of like, you know, him, uh, struggling with PTSD and him like, you know, being up in the middle of the night, stressing about what was going on. So, I mean, they, they've put together like this original piece that they're going to come out with soon. So that's pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I would encourage you to go watch the whole thing yourself, but I, I would also, not that he's going to listen to me, um, but I, I totally agree with uh, what I'd heard someone say on Twitter that he should not be doing a lot of interviews right now he should focus on the defamation stuff and just trying to mm-hmm. move somewhere if possible or you know try to get on with his life to some way or another I don't, I don't know how but yeah doing doing these media interviews i would be very careful with that um going forward so we'll we'll see what happens though but yeah but yeah definitely. So anyway, I think that's gonna. I think that pretty much wraps up our our coverage of this. Um, we'll definitely keep you updated on new events. I'm sure this won't be the last time we hear from uh, Rittenhouse or the lawsuits or any of the other drama that goes along with that. So we will. Uh, oh, I, I'm sure there will be plenty of uh, uh, basically rolling information that comes in along the way that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yes, because again, uh, uh, again, this was also something that uh, uh, I forgot to to bring up. But uh, during the the Fox interview, uh, Kyle basically, and I I was surprised, but I don't know how I don't know if this took you uh, for a whirlwind, but he just during the Fox interview, he basically said, basically outed um, Lynn Wood and. Uh, I think John John Pierce was his other uh, yeah yeah his lawyer other lawyer <laughs> yeah the the, the, the law- his initial uh, defense team that he was gonna roll with the ones that basically raised the money to uh, essentially 
post his bail to get him out of jail. Um, he basically went on Fox or, or during, during the interview and basically outed them and said, hey, they had the money for the bail, like, yeah. essentially months in advance, and they could have gotten me out in September, but they waited until November 20th mm-hmm. to, uh, to, to release me. 87 days, I think, is how long he was in jail yeah. from what he said, somewhere, something like that. That's yeah, that's, uh, that's really crazy. That's pretty incredible. And he didn't even ask Kyle about that specifically. He just brought it up, um, which is yeah. quite – I mean, I was not expecting that. Um, you don't usually hear that level of, of calling people out, your own uh, former lawyers, I guess. But, I, yeah, that's that's probably the thing I'm most interested in to see uh, occur alongside the, the defamation stuff, which he did say – uh, you know, I have lawyers working on that right now. Um, that's pretty much all he said. So I mean, it's not. I can. Not surprising. Yeah, definitely. So he's about to be a wealthy man. And I just kind of one last one last thing about this uh, for my end. <laughs> I did appreciate the Babylon Bee headline that said uh, uh, Nick Sandman reaches deal with Kyle Rittenhouse to share uh, to share ownership of CNN. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. Pretty I good. That's that's not going to be too far off, honestly. Uh, no, no, it's really not. Um, but yeah, we'll uh, keep you up to speed with that. But I guess some uh, couple n- completely non-related stuff before we send you out on your way for Thanksgiving and time with family. Yay! Is if there's uh, anything that we're well known for here on Wired and it's our uh, it's our uh, it's our impeccable segues. That are impeccable, <laughs> non-awkward segues. That's what we do here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, um, yeah, f- so for those of you that are interested in picking up a game or something or you've been interested in the uh, Knights of the Old Republic port to the Switch, I would recommend it. I've played through it, and it's pretty solid. Uh, there's a couple minor things that I would complain about that they need to fix, but nothing that takes away from the actual experience of it. So... Yeah, I would uh, totally recommend that game. Um, and there's, I mean, there's some other stuff coming out. I haven't had a chance and probably won't get a chance anytime soon to play the Halo multiplayer, but I've heard a lot of good things about it. Um, and I've had a chance to watch some people play it too, so it looks it looks pretty fun. Um, but yeah, that's that's about all I got for the non-important stuff out there. I uh, do you have anything, Spencer? Have you seen any terrible movies lately? or? <laughs> <laughs> No more than usual, unfortunately. But, um, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, nothing too particularly crazy on my end. Um, yeah, I am. I am curious to try out the 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 Kotor port on the Switch because, um, mm-hmm. because, like you said, uh, I, I've heard. So I've heard for the most part, it's, it's a pretty pretty good port. So, I'm yeah, on, uh, it's not my favorite port. I mean, when you've played the game so much as I have for the past eighteen years you notice every little detail that's missing. So, for one thing, um, the companions don't say anything during battle, or they don't say anything when you swap between companions. You don't hear them say anything. Um, Also, when you're in the dueling ring on Terrace, randomly the audience will just cut off, and you won't hear them um, when you're dueling somebody. It's kind of strange. And then uh, (laughs) one of the the huts, the, the Jewer, I think, the hut, uh, that manages the dueling ring on Terrace. He looks like he's got the plague 
because his head is like purple-ish and he looks really sick. <laughs> so I don't know what that was. But everything else, I mean, all the other stuff, I mean, it looks very crisp on, especially if you're playing it on a on a high definition TV. It looks really good. The music's music's really good. Oh, that's the other thing too. You know how there's like dueling music during a fight or something, and then after, once you're done oh, yeah. with the duel. Mm-hmm couple seconds later it's got like this outro mix that goes right into the main theme of whatever planet you're on for some reason there's no outro now so you'll you'll have the battle music the battle will end and then just randomly the music will just cut off and then it'll go into the (laughs) the main music of whatever world you're on so it's it's nothing that actually takes away from the game it's still very much a playable enjoyable game just little weird quirks here and there yeah so if you've not played it before you might not even really notice any of that stuff but if you've played it a lot and you really know all the details you're gonna notice this stuff so it's it's still a good port i would recommend it if you haven't picked it up in a while it's it's really solid plus I really like the fact that you're able to play it on a console again, and mm-hmm. it it does work really well with the with the Joy Cons and yeah. So that's about all I got, and I think we will just kind of end on that note. So thank you everyone for tuning in, giving us the time of your day, especially during the holiday season. Um, we'd appreciate that. So we. Uh, Definitely want to encourage you to have a great rest of your Thanksgiving and Black Friday if you dare to go out and shop. Um, And yeah, just safe holiday travels. We will catch you hopefully next week or the week after or just whenever we decide to get off our lazy butts and record, which is kind of how it works here. So. You know, we're we're on a a relative schedule. That's that's how I like to to look at it. You know, yeah, we're we're on an as needed basis, as as I like to think. So, (laughs) but thank you so much for tuning in. And yeah, whatever platform you listen to us on, you can pretty much find us anywhere. Make sure to hit that like button and subscribe to our channel, whatever platform you listen to us on, and spread the word about the show. So we will catch you back next time. Take care and have a good one.